in the ongoing effort to avoid commercials on our show, we bring you a commercial from us. My subby and I have created a boutique adult toy store on my website. We have handpicked items that are low cost and show up on your doorstep with all of your other Amazon packages. Make sure though that you open them, not your kids. Go to kristenkellogg.com or find the link in the notes of this episode. We will get a percentage of the sales from the items exclusively on my storefront. You get some special items to enhance your FLR and we all win without a stupid ass commercial. As a complete side note, we just hit 300,000 all-time downloads. Holy fuck. It blows my mind. Back to the topic at hand. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only. If you are not 18 years of age or older, there are thousands of other podcasts you can listen to, and you can come back and visit us when you are 18. This podcast is meant solely for entertainment. We are not licensed doctors, lawyers, or therapists. We simply have a fascination with the lifestyle, and I'd love to share it with you and get your thoughts and opinions. Are you ready? Hey everyone, join me on my journey from living a 100% vanilla life to tiptoeing into a whole new world I never knew existed. Exploring a life that puts a whole new spin on sex and its meaning to me. From chastity devices and cup holding to my experiences and the lifestyle, I have met some amazing people and had some crazy experiences and learned a lot about myself along the way. Welcome to Christine's FLR Podcast. Welcome back. Episode 49. I am going to talk about a website that I found. It's called aboutflr.com. I will link it in my show notes. And I'm just going to skim over a few different things I found on here that kind of takes it back to basics for anyone who is interested in starting an FLR or enhancing theirs. But first, let's address some housekeeping. I had posted on Twitter, I believe earlier this week, about modern matriarchy blocking me on Twitter. And I was kind of bummed. I really, really like that site. I like the creator behind it, Fantastic Human. And So I reached out via email because we've had some email conversations and it turns out I can't read. I know, shocker. Modern Matriarch, I believe, is the one that blocked me, which is fine. Again, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but Modern Matriarchy fits so well with this dynamic. I mean, essentially another name for it. And I was kind of bummed when I thought that I was blocked, but It's a great site. You should check it out. I'm not sure if I have it linked in my show notes, but I can link it in my show notes to their website. Some great information in there. I did an an episode on taking her name, uh, a post that's on that site. It was a great article. If you're interested, I will put that in the show notes as well. And when I say I will put that in the show notes, I mean my subby will. So if this podcast drops and you don't see that in the show notes, let me know because I do actually know how to do it now. I can do it all by my onesie. What else is on the housekeeping agenda? If anybody's interested in Christine's camping podcast, 
We are inching ever closer to leaving the Midwest before the snow flies. I'm looking out my window currently and see leaves falling. And I think this is probably the first time in my entire life that I'm not overly sad that fall is coming. I love fall. I just don't like what follows it. And this year, I don't necessarily have to deal with it. So I'm super pumped. Provided everything goes as planned. I'm being optimistic and saying we are leaving to warmer temperatures. Probably not sunny and 70 all the time, but no snow, which makes my heart happy. I love the hoodie and jeans weather. It's my favorite. I am working on some more erotic audios. Um, There's erotic hypnosis for women, I believe, and audio desires. I'm also, I have a couple stories on there as well. But right now I am just recording all the things so that we can publish them. Topic at hand. Let's talk FLR. So the aboutflr.com website is great. It's broken down. There's a section on learning. What is FLR? Why women want an FLR? Why men want an FLR? The five food groups and what is his fantasy? So I was curious. The five food groups intrigued me. There is a section. It says in a female-led relationship, women can control the five food groups, finances, free time, household chores, life direction, and sex. I thought that was interesting. Now, I think this site is very geared towards, I believe it's a type A personality. I always get the two mixed up. But if you succeed better in life with having things organized and planned and lists and things like that, This site is, I think, 100% geared towards that personality type. Now, I enjoy organization. However, I'm not the greatest at it. So basically, it breaks down. There's an overview and the five food groups of a female-led relationship. Finances. Financial control has long been the domain of men. What is an FLR? Simply put, FLR is when women lead men men who want to be led by them. There are different levels. If you're interested in how they break down the levels, it's interesting. It says women surveyed stated which level of FLR they preferred. And level three was the one that was most chosen. So level one, they label it as a low female relationship. This is interesting. Part of it says Women likely have an interest in the low-key female-led relationship because they love their man, not because they are interested in FLR or kink per se. So she allows him to take on more housework and pamper her, but the moderately to extreme kink and fantasy are left out, making the experience satisfying for no one and often frustrating for all. So I kind of talked about this last week and women feeling intimidated by a female-led relationship because I think men by nature, in most cases, men have always kind of been in control. And we generally, as women, are more the nurturers and we take care of everyone. And I think women are strong as fuck, in my opinion. For me personally, I think my biggest fear coming into this was I had never really asserted my dominance. And I've talked about this before too, but in my previous relationships, Things functioned much better when I was there. So I did have a certain amount of control. For example, even in this dynamic, 
things flow much better when I'm here. There are certain things that I just take care of that my subby in this relationship doesn't have to worry about. So when I'm not here to take care of it, it kind of throws him out of his routine. In my previous relationships, especially with my ex-husband, I did fucking everything. Like I would leave and nothing would get done. I handled everything. I don't even know if the man knew how to write a check because that was a long time ago and people were writing checks. Maybe he did. I don't know. I think women have more control than they realize that they have, but get a little intimidated about stepping outside of that. I know I did. I am so worried. I'm a people pleaser. I'm so worried about making sure that everyone is happy. And that's a big takeaway that I've gotten from this female relationship is I don't have to be a people pleaser. At the end of the day, my concern is the happiness of me and my family and everybody else. I mean, I have to do what's best for us. And it's a struggle. I still struggle with it now when it comes to my kids, my mom. I think I'm just a people pleaser by nature. And being in this female-led relationship, I'm trying to learn how to not be that. Because I think life is much better when you're not so focused on pleasing everybody else. And it's far less stressful. So moderate level is level two. Some women who take the request for leadership seriously indulge their man. These women have several motivations such as I'm willing to try it. I could use the help. I am better with money than he is and such. Formal female-led relationship is level three. An extreme female-led relationship is level four. Extreme female-led relationship is difficult to describe to an observer because it is so intense. Women who practice this likely have taken their man and made him into a servant, object, pet, or slave. She likely enjoys elements of BDSM. And those in BDSM practice things most people don't want to know about or discuss. If you can imagine your man naked wearing only a dog collar and chastity device, Kneeling very still while his leader places a leash on him and trains him with a whip to obey her every word, you can visualize the extreme nature these relationships can take. This is a big part of why I have an issue with there being levels on a female-led relationship because, in my opinion, you can be in an extreme female-led relationship and not participate in BDSM. We are not an extreme, but maybe to some we are. I mean, we practice chastity. Is that considered extreme? But I think you can be in an extreme female-led relationship if you even want to call that. I mean, extreme seems a bit extreme. I would say, though, our female-led relationship runs very deep. I truly believe that you can have a female-led relationship without any of the BDSM things. And I think that's a common misconception. And I think that could also be another reason that women shy away from participating in these relationships. Also, another reason why I always say take the sex out of it. Focus on the emotional, mental, even the physical connection that you have. Like, I feel very physically connected when my subby is wearing his cage and I have the key on my neck. We're not physically touching each other or anything like that, but I just feel that connection to him. And it's the strongest connection that I've ever had in my entire life to any man. I don't dislike BDSM. And I think it's fascinating. I'm not opposed to all aspects. I don't particularly care about like a ball gag on my subby because I don't like the way it looks. And I definitely wouldn't put a mask on him. Now, this could be work on myself that I need to do. I could have 
some sort of issue from my past that's that's causing me to shy away from that. But the one thing about BDSM is if it's done right, the amount of trust and like mental is so it's such a mental connection. The trust and the amount of connection that you feel aside from the physical aspects of it, I think that's what's fascinating to me. But I don't want people to think in a female-led relationship, people just assume that has to be a part of it. And I really don't believe that. I think that you can have an extreme if that's what you want or a very solid female-led relationship without any of that. You would have to get pretty creative with your punishments though. I guess I don't know if I would consider spanking BDSM either. I mean, it all comes down to labels, I guess, at the end of the day. And maybe that's why I don't like them because I can't keep up with them all. So if you're interested in checking this out, the survey said the formal female-led relationship level three is the most popular one chosen by women. From the looks of it, it's more of a kind of in-between. There's a little bit more control from the woman and maybe a little bit more insertion of different kinks or they talk about adding in the male chastity aspect and indulging in some kinks. Which is another good talking point, you know, in an extreme female-led relationship, which they have listed as level four, where does cuckolding come into that? I mean, is cuckolding part of a female-led relationship or is that a whole different aspect altogether? I think it just depends on the person. So that was all under the learn on this website. I did find it interesting under FLR guides and info, and this could be very helpful to people. I would say check it out, but they have designing an FLR. And I thought this was interesting because at first I was like, what the hell? Like, are you going to make a list? And then I kind of sat back and thought about it. And I'm like, that's actually not a bad idea. Because if you sit down and make that list together, it's promoting communication, which at the end of the day is absolutely the most important part of this dynamic altogether. But it talks about how you need a strategy for your female-led relationship. And I think to an extent that's true. It's almost like writing a mission statement. Like if you and your partner decide to try this, and again, I think this is more type A, or maybe it's just because we so unconventionally got into this. It doesn't hurt to sit down with your partner and kind of write like a mission statement. Like, what do you want for your relationship? Where do you want it to go? Sit down and and discuss kind of where you want this relationship to go. What are you looking at? I think the biggest mistake, and I say it all the time, is that people just jump into this and go balls to the wall because they're so excited about the fantasies that they've had in their heads. And I mean, my subby asking me if I wanted to try chastity, I would suspect that he did not expect me to say, fuck yes. And there's some things, trust your gut. When you know, you know, just go with it. If you're starting out in this dynamic, sitting down, having a conversation, starting out slow, I say that a lot. So try one thing for a few months and then add in another. And, you know, talk about your boundaries, talk about what you are for sure is a hard limit. No, I don't want to do this. Maybe pegging is on that list. I don't want to do pegging. But leave room for change because there are things that as you get into this, your perspective will change. You'll view things much differently. I look at how I viewed things, gosh, 
eight years ago. And my view on things is so different. Not all things, but my view is much different. I think being in this dynamic really opens up your thought process and really opens your eyes to some things. And I truly believe this dynamic has made me a better person. It's made me more confident. It's made me more assertive on what I want. And I just, overall, I I can't imagine my life without this dynamic in it. I can't imagine my life without my subby either. I sure do love him. Sit down and kind of make a list of things that you're maybe interested in at that moment. You could even make separate lists. Each of you make a list. He makes a list of what he wants her to control. She makes a list of what she wants to control. And this is no sex, just household, finances, kids, whatever the case may be. And then make a list of of kinks and be completely open and honest with each other. Make a list of things you'd want to try or make a list of things you'd like to learn more about because you might be interested in trying them. And sit down, maybe with a glass of wine, and have the discussion about the things on each other's lists. Ask the questions because you might see something on your partner's list and you're like, what in the fuck? Ask the questions. You could be misinterpreting it. Ask them why they're interested in that. And even if you decide against going with an FLR or participating in an FLR, you just sat down and had a great conversation with your partner about things that you're interested in and things that you would like to control or things that he would like you to control. I just think that communication is so important. And it's interesting because the world we live in, I'm noticing more and more and more people just don't communicate with each other. I have a new patron and this person is older and long-term marriage and recently is trying out a female-led relationship and it has massively increased the connection with his wife. And I'm of the age now where a lot of my friends are empty nesters or a lot of my acquaintances or you know, their kids are growing and they're out of the house now, starting college, moving out on their own. We, well, we still have one in the house, but, you know, we're down to one out of the five. And it's interesting because a lot of people struggle when they don't have their kids to focus on. And it's pretty crazy because your whole relationship has revolved around your kids. And, you know, you guys, you and your partner communicate and it's usually revolving around the kids. Like how many marriages out there, and this is more just a question. I'm just curious, how many marriages out there, traditional, don't even talk to each other about anything but the kids. And then the kids leave the house and they don't know what to do with each other. They don't know each other. They've just been gliding through life. And I think when you are in this dynamic, It promotes so much communication and there's so much connection that the kids leave the house and not that you're excited to see your kids go, but how fucking fantastic is it that you have the house to yourself to explore each other again? I mean, there's certain things we can't do. Obviously, we don't have a house, but there's certain things that we can't do when I have my kid with me, obviously. So when he's at his dad's, we take that time for each other. And I think that's a big thing that's missing in 
I don't know, traditional relationships, just relationships in general. My whole point in bringing up the patron that I have is that I felt honored that they took the time to reach out and share a little bit about their relationship. And it just even more enforces my confidence in my female-led relationship. I don't ever worry about when my youngest is out of the house that my subby and I won't know each other or won't, you know, we won't be like two ships passing in the night. It will be, we will have an even stronger connection because we will have even more time to make our connections and have our conversations. And I was very thankful and honored that this person took the time to reach out and share a little bit about their lifestyle with me. And I think it's so fucking awesome when older generations or people who were raised in an entirely different time than me, I mean, it was even more of the man being the boss and the man being the provider and all of that. And here they are reversing the roles 50 some years late. I mean, it's just, I think it's so fucking awesome. And I love hearing how it has reignited the fire in their marriage and they're more in love with each other than they ever have been. And I just, I think it's fucking awesome. Like these relationships are just so fucking awesome if you can get out of your own head about it. So designing an FLR, just some of the the categories, you know, what makes a relationship great? It says you need a strategy and talks about different strategies. You are creating a life strategy and an FLR agreement at the same time. So start your relationship strategy by affirming your ideals. And this is kind of what I was talking about. You know, like one of the first one, our ideal relationship includes a lifetime of learning. I think that's a fantastic ideal to have in any relationship. You should always want to be learning. Things are always changing. There's always something new out there. I'm learning something new every day. Some of the stuff I wonder, how did I not know that? Another thing that I think too, when you're designing your FLR or working into starting an FLR or whatever, I think that you should revisit the subject of what you want your dynamic to be as far as like our dynamic. I'm allowed to play with anybody I want. Uh, Currently, he is not. However, that is kind of evolving. I don't know where I'm at with that. That is going to take a lot of work internally for me. And he's fine either way. He doesn't have any desire to be with anyone else. But I think if the situation was right, I might be okay. Determine whether it's going to be monogamous or if you want to involve other people in your relationship and just kind of set out the basics and then revisit it six months in, a year in. Because in the beginning, and I've even said this in the beginning of my podcast, that I'm jealous. I can't imagine him with another woman. And even in the amount of time since I've started this podcast, I have grown more confident. And I think a lot of my jealousy comes from my own insecurities. So I'm learning. And now it's not so much out of the realm of possibility. I don't think. I think it depends on the day. So it breaks down, you know, your ideal relationship includes and has a bunch of, you know, spending time together, trusting her decision making, who controls the finances, things like that. But I think the biggest thing is also, is obviously you have to have communication 
communication and a strong foundation. So number two on here on how to design your female-led relationship, decide how these apply to each of you or both equally. Again, it mentions the five food groups, which was kind of interesting. Number three, check where you are today and measure the difference. Like I was saying, make your lists or make your ideals. However, this works best for your relationship. Like I said, I am kind of a list person, but I'm not a very organized person. So for us, we just sit down and have the conversation, but always revisit things and see where you're at with them. Because like I just said, in the beginning, I would have been like, fuck no, you're not sleeping with anybody else. And now I'm kind of like, well, I guess maybe it would depend on the person. And I don't know about sleeping with, but I don't know. Things change. People change. Uh, Number four, check where you are weak and plan to fix it. I think this is good. I think this is an area I lack in. I don't like to admit, admit we, well, maybe I do. I'm pretty open about where I struggle with things. The hard part is I recognize my downfalls, but I have a hard time addressing them and fixing them. My subby is good at pointing out things where I maybe need to work on, not, not necessarily in our female-led dynamic, but like it was a real struggle for me from going to a eight to five job to all of a sudden now I'm at home and it was very easy for me to get distracted or get sidetracked or not want to do anything with myself all day because I'm not going anywhere anyway. So I wouldn't shower, wouldn't you know do anything with my hair, whatever, put it in a messy bun and wear sweats all day. And he was very good about, you know, listen, you need to get up in the morning and get ready for work because that's what you're doing. You might not be leaving the house, but you need to get ready for your day, get ready for work. And that made a huge difference. That's somebody, he's a smart man. So recognize your weaknesses, have conversations with your partner on where you, on, you know, what your weaknesses are, what his weaknesses are or her, whatever, and figure out how you can take steps to turn those weaknesses into strengths. Number five is decide how you're going to handle conflict. I think this is fantastic. I don't know that this would work for me. Again, like I said, I'm not overly organized. I'm not a great planner. So I can talk till I'm blue in the face on how I would handle a conflict, but I would probably go completely ass sideways and do it totally different. You just never know. But I think this is good. I think you should talk about these dynamics ebb and flow. So you need to have an idea where if you feel like things are falling off or falling into a bad routine or aren't as you expected them to be or are stepping outside of boundaries, you need to have a plan of action for you know, the two of you sitting down and talking about what's going on and how to remedy the situation. Sometimes it's better to just take a break from it or pull things back a little bit. But however that works, you should have maybe some sort of plan in place where, because inevitably it will always fall into, I mean, it will ebb and flow. You will hit a rut and need to figure out how to bring it back out. We've had a few. Number six, answer the question, how far do I want to go with the FLR? I think this is ever changing. I think in the beginning, everybody's balls to the wall and I want to do all this because they're so excited again about the fantasy aspect of it. But I do think that ours has gone much further than I ever thought it would in the beginning. I want it to go much further. 
too. We are not, you know, we are still evolving and growing. And once we are empty nesters, I think we will really be able to take it to where I would love to see it go. I'm working on getting creative. I have a hard time thinking outside the box sometimes. Right now, it's just about doing what we can while we have my kid. And when we don't, we need to make it more of a priority. So that's a weakness of ours. When we don't have my youngest, we need to make it more of a priority to spend time together and and be intimate or have our intimacy moments or make our connections and things like that. And I think since we've been out of our house, we have kind of lacked in that area because it's kind of been hectic and we just get into the day-to-day of putting out fires or whatever the case may be. So that's an area I would like to work on. I would like, because when we leave the state, we will have my kid for at least six months. We won't be back until, well, until the snow melts or campgrounds here start opening up. So that's an area of weakness for me in case anybody wanted to know. We need to work on subby. We need to work on being more intimate when we're alone and making those connections. Sounds so dirty. I like it. And then it just talks about different, if what level you want to be committed to when you're starting. I really don't think, again, that you necessarily need to use the levels. However, if that helps you in your relationship, use them and or take from them what is useful to you or anything that you read or listen to or whatever. Take what's useful. There are lots of things out there if you are looking into starting out your female-led relationship. I do think for people who are more organized, list taker, want more structure, the aboutflr.com website is fantastic. I'm always available if you have questions. You can always email me or reach out to me on socials, however that works. If you have questions, I have a pretty down-to-earth approach to things. And really, it's your female-led relationship is whatever you make it. However, that being said, don't let your fucking partner walk all over you either. I think that there are people out there that are practicing a female-led relationship for fantasy purposes. And it really puts a bad taste in the woman's mouth. Also sounds dirty about these types of relationships and it should never be like that. These relationships should empower you and make you feel stronger and more confident and sexy, all of those things. And if you're not feeling those things with your female-led relationship, maybe sit down and, and see what's going on there. It shouldn't feel like a job. I say that a lot. Anyway, theaboutflr.com is a good resource. Uh, Modern Matriarchy is also a great site. You just kind of have to search a little bit. And I'm noticing the more I'm looking into things that there's more and more out there that is not all based on BDSM or the sexual aspects of these relationships, which is great. Like this is very much about, I mean, there are sexual aspects to it, but this is really about the connection outside of sex. You make it your own. I will list this website in the show notes. I will also put Modern Matriarchy in there and you can check them out if you want. As always, don't hesitate to reach out if you have questions. 
And I think that's it. I hope everyone has a fantastic week. Be good human beings. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And I love you all. Thank you so much for listening today. I genuinely appreciate your time. If you happen to have any questions, all of my contact information is in the show notes of this and every episode. Don't hesitate to reach out. Also, in the show notes, there is a link to my Patreon, where your support is incredibly appreciated. Patrons have access to advanced and extra content from this and other podcasts that we produce, FLR consulting via messages and video, and input on the production of each podcast. There is also a link to my OnlyFans page. My fans on that platform have access to almost daily posts of photos and videos of me and me torturing my subby, full and sample erotic audios, and other posts. OnlyFans is now the safe place where you can order custom erotic audios, videos, and photos. Mention that you heard it on this podcast for a 10% discount. Most importantly, though, if you have the option to rate and review my podcast on the platform you listen to it on, please do. Good ratings and reviews help boost my podcast in the charts so that more and more people are able to hear what I have to say about the lifestyle. Until next week, be good to yourself and each other.